Live from Vanadil. Limit Break Radio. With your host, Ann Nero, Callo, Target Lamp, and Sale. Welcome to the next level. LimitBreakRadio.com. Welcome to the now second edition of Limit Break Radio. We are your hosts for this week. I am Nero, the awesome Dark Knight. Coming at you from behind, as always, I'm Kahlo. The black mage that's getting sick of thief puns, Sale. Vanadiel's Night for Light, Artitlam. <laughs> what the hell was that? You guys suck. <laughs> You've been thinking about that one all night, haven't you? <laughs> no, I actually just came up with it. Thanks. Oh, oh good job there. <laughs> Moving on. Before I die. Oh, good one. That was that was classic, dude. That was classic. All right. Now, before we start the show, something that we really, really have to mention is the amount of support that we've got since the show started. The show's been up for a little bit over three or four days by now, and we have had more support than we ever thought. I mean, just putting the guest application page on the forums, I didn't think that I didn't think anyone would actually fill it out. We've had now five five requests to be guests on the show. And don't worry, we will get to you. We we do want guests. We will get guests. So we will definitely, we will get back to you. And we thank you so much. That's so, so cool. Anyone, we want to thank anyone who has registered on the forums, who has uh, responded to a post that we've put up, has, uh, you know, requested to be a guest, who has sent us email, who has even listened to the radio show. Thank you so much. That's so cool. And and we're really, we are making this this podcast for you. This is all for you. Yeah, and seriously, when you see all of those posts, we've only been on like not even a week. Yeah, it's been less than a week that we've that that this show has been, I guess you could call it on the air. Yeah. And we have had uh, uh, just an uncanny amount of support. So thank you guys. That that really really means a lot to us. And not just the support. Um, also, your criticism is much appreciated. We want to make this better for you. Um, uh, in fact, uh, since we're on the topic, um, a user on one of the forums, uh, Ryolin from the server Alexander, had made a comment uh, about some false information that I gave about using sneak attack with hide in front of a mob. Now, on the last show, I said that by using hide and then sneak attack that you couldn't you know, do that properly, but... Uh, no, actually, what you said was you don't use sneak attack, then hide in front of the mob, or else you'll end up looking like, what was that quote, a fool? Thank you, Annie. Who looks like the fool now? Thank you, Annie. Annie, um, you're just looking for things to uh, pin on Kahlo since last week, aren't you? You know, the fact that he doesn't like the O-hat really doesn't bother me, because he's the one that's losing out on stats, not me. Stop being such a big bully. <laughs> Nobody likes a big bully. Go on with your go on with your retraction and correction, Mr. I was wrong. Okay, Mr. Dark Knight, stop picking on his soul. Anyhow, uh, first I would like to say thank you to Ryolin for uh, you know stepping forward and correcting me. Uh, when I had made that comment, I'll admit that I didn't have as much experience. I tried it a couple times as level 50, but obviously I must have been doing it improperly. But when I tried it in a more controlled environment, it does in fact work. So uh, thank you again, Ryolin. And um, which brings me to another point. If you feel that we are giving any type of false information or misleading information on the show, make sure you send us an email. Yes, post contact on the forums. us. Contact us somehow. Yes, because we want to only give correct information. That's what we're here for. You guys are what's going to help make us sh- this show the best it can be. So we need your support and we need your help or else we're nothing without you. So what's what's happened between the last the last podcast and now well there's been a pretty significant update on Final Fantasy 11 and now they've added chocobo raising work work now now just here's a question work work what i speak chocobo quite fluently thank you very much and what did you just say 
Work, work. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what? If you guys spoke Chocobo, you would know, okay? So okay. would you care to translate that for us since no. you're so... Go, go learn Chocobo yourself, Mr. Light of Night. Night of Light. <laughs> light of Night. <laughs> night Light. <laughs> There's his nickname for this episode. Night Light. <laughs> what was it last time? Lamykins? Lamb Chop. Lamb Chop. That's Arj, what it was. Arj, you brought that one on yourself. <laughs> you, have no one, you have no one to, to blame but yourself. <laughs> but we love you. Yeah, Don't it's okay. It. It's all right. Don't even worry about it. It didn't happen. <laughs> yes, <Yet>. it did. <laughs> okay, so um, Chocobo ra- now is racing available yet, or is it just raising? Um, from what I understand, uh, racing as of now, I don't believe is available, and I, I think the reason that they're uh, waiting to activate that is because it does take up to one month, like one real time month, if you're staying on top of the quest to fully train your chocobo to be an adult that's i mean that's a that's a pretty major commitment that's a really major commitment and and as someone who played final fantasy 7 and really developed a deep deep burning hatred for chocobo raising and racing and breeding i don't think that this update is really for me well personally i loved the chocobo raising and racing in final fantasy 7 i mean as long as you had the money for it and and it, I had to scrounge together. It, it killed me. It literally... I died a little bit in, inside when I had to sell all of Ares's old equipment. But it was a sacrifice I was willing to make. All right. So, anyhow, back to the raising. Uh, chocobo raising. Now, we're not exactly 100% sure where you obtain your egg from. But from the play online uh, site, it said that you obtain an egg. Not the chocobo egg, but an egg from shops or battlefields, you then trade that egg to your CSV representative, which for those of you out there who don't, you know, speak Chocobo lingo, that's Chocobo Society of Vanadil. Okay, boys. Upon trading the egg to your representative, you can then start the raising uh, process. Process, right. Um, it takes a couple days, I'm told, for the egg to actually hatch. And then you get to move on to the actual raising, which involves everything from what food, what type of food you're going to feed it, what type of activities you want it to do, such as exercise, listening to music, walk, taking a walk, basic care. Um, I'm also reading that you can send it out for uh, like strolls, like it goes out on walks out in the actual wild where it can then encounter, and from what I understand it's uh, a way to acquire more quests related to the chocobos themselves interesting now now tell me this you said that there's an option that you can have your chocobo listen to music now has it been confirmed that if you make your chocobo listen to metal will it come out black because it should i don't think it's gonna be that easy any nuts by the way um kylo yes would there also be um, colors available, or will they all just be the original yellow? Well, um, from what I'm led to believe, colors are based on... Well, no, actually, uh, you find out the color of your chocobo right when it's hatched, so I'm not sure how that works if you get to somehow predetermine the color or not. Now, wait, 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 but uh, now, is there anything that you need to do before the egg actually happens? Is there anything in the raising process where you have to uh, do something with the egg while you're waiting for it to hatch? Because I think that would, in and of itself, determine uh, possibly the color. Or, uh, it could also be the, the how, how you obtained the egg originally. Well, uh, as far as um, y- you can spend time with the egg before it hatches, there are uh, other types of care, such as telling it stories and whatnot. Um, so you do start to develop the bond with your chocobo before it even hatches. Now, whether or not that actually determines the color when it comes out, I'm not sure. However, once you get to an adult chocobo, when you can actually start breeding them, there is a certain degree of genealogy in the breeding of chocobos that will help to determine the offspring's color. Wow. 
Um, there's also, as far as uh, getting your chocobo, like, like once you have the chocobo and it's at the adult and you can ride it, you won't have to worry about just going to the stable and getting it because there is an item that you're going to get called the chocobo whistle. Great. I was, I was can, wondering about that, yeah. You can call them in the field. So that means you would be able to use it to travel from city to city? That's without true. Without worrying about them running away? Right, right. Now, um, now, my question is, will there only be certain areas of zones, like let's say if you're close to a crag, would you only be able to call it at a crag, or will it be effective anywhere on any map? As long as you're not in a dungeon, I'm assuming that it would be the same as any, a regular chocobo. Okay, so any place that a normal chocobo could go, you could call it from anywhere on the map. That's correct. Okay. Um, we actually, I have a list of the types of cares right here. You can watch over the chocobo, which would obviously be one that you could do in egg form as well. Sure. Tell a story, scold the chocobo, Compete against others. Now, this isn't like regular racing that, you know, where you actually get to watch them race against each other. This, or I'm led to believe anyway, this type of uh, competing, but it does help to increase stamina, or it depletes stamina, but entertains a bored chocobo and, of course, strengthens the bonds between you and your chocobo. Oh, so this is kind of like a, almost like an NPC type yes. of thing where you have where you have a level of fellowship with your chocobo. Absolutely. Um, and the last one is go on a walk. Now, um, there are also, as I said before, different um, attributes that you're training your chocobo in, such as strength, endurance, uh, receptivity, and different things affect different things. Um, I know that the endurance is something that, you know, if you want to be able to ride your chocobo longer for longer durations, endurance is one you're going to want to invest into. By the, by the way, what is the, uh, what is the recast time on that chocobo whistle? The recast time is five minutes, and it has 25 charges on it. No kidding. Do you know where we would maybe be able to um, get more charges for the Chocobo Whistle? You could probably. I would imagine that those would probably be available to buy since it's, an, it's a rare axe item, right? Or at least to recharge. Right. So you could probably get them through a member of the CSV. And then um, maybe... This is just pure speculation on my point, but maybe you'd be able to get recharges at Chocobo Stables throughout Vanadil. That way, it's not like Chocobo Stables are completely um, obsolete by the time you get your own. Sure, sure. I think that there might be a lot of people that opt out of this quest, to be honest with you. I think that there might be a lot of people that opt out of this part of the game because I think that there are a lot of people out there like me that just could not... Couldn't couldn't take it anywhere else, and and don't think that they have the patience to do it here. Okay. I don't have the patience for gardening. I don't have the patience. Uh, a lot. I don't have the patience for crafting. So what makes you think that I'm actually going to go out and get my own chocobo? Annie, how many times do you have you been? You know, perhaps farming in the sanctuary of Zeta. Get a party invite. Go to throw up a warp cudgel. And, oops, it's not recharged yet. And now I have to run back to Juno. That's actually never happened to me. Really? Yeah, that's never once happened to me. Uh, probably because I always keep both my warp cudgels and a warp scroll on me at all times. All right. Well, that's a lot of uh, conquest points you're stealing. But, you it know. sure is, but uh, what else am I going to use them for? Federation Akiton. Oh, boy. <laughs> Increased movement speed. Yeah, because that's really important. <laughs> Only in my own nation. <laughs> well, then, let's move on to... Uh, speculations about the actual races then um, some of the questions uh, I found a little FAQ where uh, players have asked questions and then a representative of Square Enix answered them some of the uh, worthwhile questions was um, <laughs> because there are a lot of questions that are not <laughs> worthwhile we should probably, trust me we should probably cover those in like a hall of shame yeah, the, fun, um, the funniest ones. The funniest ones should be covered. Okay, all right, we'll go over <laughs> Eventually. those Eventually. <first>. Useful first, <laughs> funny later. All right, um, will Chocobo Racing be available to just high-level players or those of all levels? Good and question. They will be available to the player no matter what their level. Good. I mean, I would assume that m- maybe... Uh, they draw the line at 20 since that's when you can get the actual Chocobo quest. That would only make sense, but sure, okay. But, you know, you're not going to have to worry about being one of the all almighty 70-plus to race your Chocobos. Um, will it take place at certain times similar to Ballista? Now, this depends upon the rules. There are obviously going to be different types of races with different rules implemented, so some of them may be available only at certain times or take place at said times. Um, for performance reasons, you know, they are going to limit how many people can be in one race at a time. 
And another important question that I think people uh, are, are a little worried about, well, some people, high-speed Internet people, for example, are probably wanted, wanting to control the chocobo themselves. Sure. However, that then leaves out those with, uh, you know, shabby connection issues and the whole R zeroing thing. Yep. Like dials, dial up and exactly. others that are not so quite as fast as cable. So they're not exactly sure what the mechanics are. I mean, we, we may have a little bit of control of your chocobo, but for the most part, you will not be able to directly control your chocobo in the races. Um, one, it's a good thing they don't put names on these because I would be feel really embarrassed for this person. But one person, um, wanted to know if the controlling for the chocobo races could be developed in a card style in a card battle style why does why is everyone trying to get like like everything must be a card battle <laughs> please stop it if you want to play if you want to do a card battle game i don't know play tetramaster it's offered through play online i think my brain's bleeding from the <laughs> from the audacity of the person to even suggest can we leave look everything uh, every other game has been corrupted by card battling systems can we please just leave it out of this game please um another question where is the chocobo circuit located is it in the treasures of Oregon expansion pack is that required based on the types of races um You'll be able to talk to NPCs and in any nation is what I'm led to believe. And perhaps similar to Ballista, you will be teleported to said chocobo racing stadium. Area, area. Right. Okay. right, right. So um, it doesn't actually specify if it will be required that you have Treasures of Ot Ergen, but, um, you know, I would hope not, you know, just for those of us out there who don't have it. <laughs> Me. Well, and yeah, that was one of the things about Odd Ergon is that they only released it on DVD-ROM, so there are still people out there that, that don't have the expansion pack yet. Mm-hmm. Just because of that one reason, sure. I happen to be one of them. Mm-hmm. And trust me, I'm not happy about that. And uh, closing it up, um, will there be various types of courses and races? To start out, they are only going to have, you know, simple distance-style races. But hopefully as things progress, you know, they will have uh, obstacles in your way that perhaps your Choco has to run around. Or even, um, they mentioned some type of monster-type chase where... You have to run away from a mob? Yeah, yeah. Really? <laughs> like a survival mode. Oh, that would be great to have Cactrot Raptido like just oh. running right behind the Chocobo after you. Oh gosh! Or how great! Mom. How great would that be? That would be hilarious. I, I think I would. I think I would be too busy laughing to to even do the race. I know. But I then again, we're not lame. controlling the Chocobos, so I don't think it's a big a, a big mm-hmm. deal. And uh, why don't we close this off with a, a, a question you guys knew were going to come up? But um, personally, which color of Chocobo are you hoping for? Let's start with Arj. I want a black one because I think that the opposites of the colors will be just perfect. Of your artifact armor, correct? Yes. A paladin that wants a black chocobo. Well, right. actually, I've read some That's stuff about chocobos, and they've been saying that the black chocobos are actually the ones that the knights would ride. So, being a knight myself. Of light. Shut up. <laughs> being a knight, I would want one of the black chocobos, which was a knight's chocobo. Sure. True enough. True and enough. then you can name the chocobo Nightlight. Uh, now, now that's an interesting question. Will you be able to select your own name for your chocobos? You will. Yes. No kidding. Yes. And because from- they haven't been able, because they haven't done that with any other pet class. This is anything. True. I mean, you can't you can't name your own NPC. You can't name your own uh, Wyvern. Right, your own Wyvern. It's it's from a. I mean, yes, there's a selection list, but you can't like type in your own name. So you will be able to name it whatever you want. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, from, from what I read, they do have a, a list of names that you can choose from or name it yourself. And of course, once it's named, you can't change the name. Oh, that's so cool. You just have to be a little bit wary about that because you know some people are going to try and sneak in some. Um, Illicit words as the name of their <laughs> I'm joke sure. About. I'm sure Square Enix has gotten that all covered. Mm. I'm sure that they have that all covered. So, Sale, what color are you hoping for? Actually, um, one color that I would definitely hope for is some shade of blue. Not un- not known to many people, blue is actually my favorite color, and it was my favorite chocobo in Final Fantasy VII, just because. It was the it was the one thing that appealed to me, and it was the easiest to get. Sure. And um, if 
there were multiple shades, it'd have to be royal blue. Okay. Annie? Uh, I'm going to have to go with black chocobo because that's just too freaking metal. We're going so who saw that coming? <laughs> Me. And myself, uh, because, you know, Thief AF is just sexy enough as it is, I'm going to want a matching chocobo. So I'm going to have to go for green. Will they, will they have green? Do you know? Well, I mean, actually, did, they, did, did, they, did they list the colors? Um, They haven't actually listed colors, but in the pictures that we've seen, they've had black, white, and I think there was one other color. Yellow, of course. Uh, I've yes. seen black, white, and yellow. Um, hopefully, they will have green and blue, though. So it's not it's not known full, to the full extent what the colors are yet. Right. I'll Correct. be hoping. Now, being that we've spent extensive time in this game, last time we talked about players that are really terrible at our jobs, and we don't want to be really negative. We don't want to bag on people. Yes, yeah, there are do. some crappy players out there, and we know who you are, and generally we like to screw with you. But... I really want to spend some time and talk about uh, talk about players that we've seen that have been very exceptional, um, not necessarily at at our jobs, but at any job in general. Uh, I, I, go ahead. All right, I'd actually like to start this. Um, it was when I was getting level. I was in Kadarva Meyer, which is in the new Treasures expansion, and the paladin that I met. I mean, he is the Messiah of Enmity. Nice. I have wet dreams about this guy as a thief. He was amazing. That's just gross. No, no, no. That's he was gross. amazing, all right? Um, hmm, and nice. I got permission to use his name. His name is Woza. If you see this paladin and you need one, you need to pick him up, all right? Personally, I classify tanks in three different levels, level one, two, and three. Now, level one is where a, a, a lot of starting tanks and sometimes people generally, if you're not that good, get to. And it's really to where you're keeping hate enough for a functional party, but it still bounces around. You know, you get a big cure. So, so pretty much they vogue. Right. You get a big cure, hate's gone. Magic yeah. burst, hate's gone. Then comes the level two, which is where most ninjas are. I mean, there are some exceptional ninjas, but usually it stays into the point where only big damage dealers like Dark Knights or Dragoons doing weapon skills will steal hate, right? And level three, which, I mean, Woza was so good. I mean, I might even consider making a fourth level for him, but they keep hate so well that you could go around sneak attack, trick attack, and dancing edge on anyone you want, white mage included, and the mob wouldn't even flinch. Wow. All right. The first couple mobs that I pulled, you know, he'd throw up a Vulcan flash, and the warrior would use a Mistral axe. He'd still have hate. So, I mean, starting the battle, I was sodding shark bite with the light skill chain. On the warrior who just threw up Mistral Axe, wow. the mob still doesn't even flinch. In in, in one ba- one battle in particular, we had just got done fighting an imp. I pull, Woza tells me provokes, you know, still down because of the amnesia. So I bring it back. All he throws up is a flash. Mistral Axe on the back of the mob. Sada, Shark Bite, Light Skill Chain for 1.5k. The mob doesn't move. Wow. Did the uh, did the hate switch to anyone else the entire time he was in the party? Absolutely. Well, all right, there was maybe one or two times, but for the most part, this guy was amazing. That's that's incredible. Amazing. That's incredible. What was I'm the I love fast. you? <laughs> eh. Yowie. <laughs> uh, one of the exceptional players that I've run across is actually uh, he's a he's a guy from my link shell. Uh, I'm in Cognacetti on uh, on Titan. And his name is Prototype. He is by far the best Dark Knight I've ever seen. Quick question. Um, in the opening of the show, you just said that you were the best Dark Knight in Titan. Hello, Conundrum. Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I love you too, Annie. Ah, oh, how cute. Anyway, as I was saying before, Prototype is an amazing Dark Knight. I've never seen anyone know so much about a job other than myself. And he's he's just he's he's really great. He's caused some of the best damage. Um, the time in particular that I remember is when we went to go fight uh, Camlinau. Which which is ZM mission is that? Um, you know? That's ZM eight. Okay, ZM eight. So we're fighting ZM eight, and get this: level fifty five at level fifty five. I had Sky. I take no credit for this whatsoever. None. I take no credit. I did nothing. I in fact did zero damage on pretty much everything we fought. 
But my link shell, Cognacetti, is so good that they were able to get me Sky at 55. That's all. I've never heard of anyone who has gotten Sky at 55 or lower. If anyone out there has has a story like that, please share it with us. We'd we'd love to hear it. But Prototype definitely won that because we ran all of the ZMs in one day from ZM4 till everyone got Sky. We ran it all day. It was all day ZM ZM marathon. And Prototype took like I think four or five deaths. He'd get up and start getting right back in there fighting Camelinau, and it was amazing because he would you know he would do amazing damage, and then Camelinau would just hit him like twice, and he'd go down again and raise, and bam, he'd get right back in the fight. He he definitely won MVP for that night, and he he forever won over my respect. Not only that, but he single handedly showed me a great method to beat Matt, and it totally worked. So thank you, Prototype. Awesome Dark Knight. He's also a level seventy five ninja. If you see him around. Looking for party? Grab him. He's great. Uh, my story actually involves one of our very own, Kahlo. See, he's the one who got me started on this game. But also, besides that, he helped me get my paladin job at level 30, and he soloed my airship pass. That day, we we got up early in the morning, uh, partying for uh, at the end of the jungle till about level 30. And then we spent the rest of the day uh, fighting to get my airship pass. And then, after that, he, we stayed up all the way till 6. 6 a.m. doing my paladin job quest. I thank you so much for that. No problem, buddy. I love you, too. It's so touching. Uh, I guess that leaves me, little me who was in the dunes until yesterday when I finally got to move on. Yes, congratulations. Finally, um, uh, sales white mage hits level 20, and now his, what, both your black mage and your white mage is at level 20? Yep. That's the exact way to do it. You get your sub level to 20, you get out of the dunes, you'll never have to go back there until you start a brand new job. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that one. Oh, I'm sure you're not. (laughs) But, um, speaking of the dunes, um, I actually, the day before I hit 20, I met Get this, an exceptional dark knight. Sure. It was a Taru Taru. And she, Taru Taru dark knights are the a best thing in the knight. world. And um, I don't know for sure if she was Japanese or not, but I saw her and a couple of our other um, party members talking in Japanese, and then they start talking in English. Well, as I was going through... <clears throat> Pardon me. As I was going through, um, she would just pull mobs one after another. We got to experience chain five in dunes. That's in that's dunes. impressive. We got chain to ex- five in dunes is very impressive. We got to experience chain five. Granted, the experience wasn't so great because at this point, um, she was level twenty one along with someone else, and there was a little bit of a gap, but not that much. So it wasn't too too bad. It wasn't too bad, but um, I don't know how I kept up with her. She had Asper. She had Drain. She would just murder these things, causing tons of damage. That's a great Dark Knight. The the tank couldn't keep up with the amount of hate she was getting, but she wasn't even flinching. Wow. Her HP rarely went into the yellow. Granted, I was a white mage. I was trying my best to keep her from falling too low, but her drains would be doing like eighty damage. In wow, that's I, a re- that's a really great drain. I was impressed, and it was not just one drain. It was practically it was, every it was single one that's she did. Very impressive. Wow. So thanks to her, I got to level nineteen, and then got over a K of experience when the party finally, late at night, had to end. That's great. I was just so overwhelmed with how well she was doing her job. I... Dark Knights are really, really underestimated, in my opinion. And those stories there, too, about the exceptional players in the Dunes are some of the best, because, you know, Absolutely. That's, when, that's when you usually start coming into your own as a job, and to hear the stories about those people who, you know, really excel in the Dunes, it's it, it, you can it's just tell You can just tell how good that they're going to be at their job once they get it, you know, that much higher. Mm-hmm. I know she is going to be one of them. Watch out, Annie. 
Oh boy, <laughs> you have competition uh, from a Taru Taru. That's I mean that's so that's so impressive. Now actually thinking about it, the fact that that she was a Taru Taru that makes sense that her drains were so high. Yeah, but it was something that just made her live longer and Absolutely. made my job easier. Sure. Especially yeah. considering she could have had a black mage uh, leveled, so her infu- yeah. or her dark magic rather it's dark magic. Drain yes, is? it's dark. Yes, drain is dark. Yeah. Yes, so uh, her dark magic was probably capped or at least higher than it normally would have been in such situations. Sure. So in the latest expansion, uh, Treasures of Odd Ergon, we've, of course, got uh, the new continent and the new areas. Um, but there's also uh, something new that's been added to the game. Uh, it's called Sanction, which is a version of Signet that's uh, usable in the Al-Zahabi areas. Um, and what it does is, as long as the Astral Candescence is in Al-Zahabi, and if you don't know what the Astral Candescence is, it's, uh, it's the reason for Besieged. Besieged is a new uh, type of event that happens where uh, beastmen flood into Al-Zahabi and uh, you, citizens of Vanadil are requ- not required but expected to come and try to defend the astral candescence. Best way to describe besieged, battle royale. Uh, also laggier than hell. Yeah, that one works too. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> you better have a really, really good computer because you're gonna need it. Yeah, but anyway, um, the astral candescence is an object, and and a lot of the Ot Ergon missions surround what exactly is the astral candescence. So you can't, I can't really tell you what exactly it is. It's just this item that gives off uh, what's called an astral wind that adds uh, an additional effect when the astral candescence is in. Al-Zahabi. For example, if you have Sanction up and the Astral Candescence is in Al-Zahabi, it gives you a slight XP bonus, which is, you know, it's not huge, it's not an XP ring, it's not like it acts like an Empress Band or anything, but it does give a, a a fairly good XP bonus, and also if you spend some imperial uh, imperial standing, you can get an added effect of either regen, refresh, or uh, longer food duration. Right, and uh, I'm still in, still holding out for haste. It'd, it'd be great. I hope oh, it would. I, I mean, I think I, I think that Square Enix could add more to uh, to the sanction ability, and I think that's I, I think what they did with sanction has is something that has been needed with signet for a long time because like signet you can also get crystal drops out in alza uh, you know alza hobby areas and you can get many of the same items that you spend uh conquest points on like common items like warp scrolls um you know and re-raise scrolls you can buy all of those with imperial standing so i think that it's a really and i and i i'd love to see him do it to signet but i understand i i mean i can understand why they wouldn't um but i think it gives it gives an added added incentive to XP in Al-Zahabi zones, definitely. Um, But I I think that there could be more done with it, too. It should also be noted that uh, by having the the Astral Candescence in Al-Zahabi, we can use Runic Portals. Yes, that too. Because without it, uh, you're basically riding a chocobo everywhere and I'm willing to bet that if you don't have your Astral Candescence, you don't have your chocobo stables either. Yeah, because of the whole uh, prisoner system in Besiege. Yeah, that's that's a good point because they, uh, when beastmen invade, they also do take NPCs, and you have to. And part of Besieged is going and retrieving the astral candescence, the NPCs that have been stolen. Um, and and after the update, I don't know if anyone else participated in their servers Besieged, but I participated in Titans Besieged that happened right after the update. And I had a first of all, I had a blast. I had so much fun participating in that besieged, and and it was it, it was really intense because all three beastmen type attacks were up to level five, and so we got hit with wave after wave after wave, three waves of of beastmen. Um, uh, you know, just to, to uh, for those of you who haven't participated participated in besieged, um, if you've ever done garrison, it's a lot like garrison except on a huger huger scale and you don't get breaks in between yeah yeah and and it's it's great it's i think it's such a great event uh partially because it i think that with the astral candescence and the bonuses that you get from having the astral candescences or the astral candescence 
it gives incentive for someone to participate in a besieged, which is great because there's not a lot of incentive to participate in things like uh, Ballista, Brenner, stuff like that, uh, or even Garrisons, too. I don't think that there's an... Uh, sure, you can get great drops. You can, you know, that's why a lot of people do things like Dynamis, which I would actually compare almost to, to besieged. But I think that's a really great way to get people involved and... Uh, I have to say that Titan was able to successfully defend Al Zahabi every single time, and we we just we we killed him. We rocked him. Well, um, I actually have a question about that. Sure. You said that um, NPCs will be taken hostage by the Beastmen. Yep. Is it going to be the ever-dreaded escort mission where you have to defend them, or will they help you? You know, I don't, I, I don't know. I haven't participated in, uh, I guess siege. you could call it like a, a rescue mission. Yeah, a rescue mission. Um, I do know, though, if you, it, let's say no one actually goes to rescue them, eventually the NPCs will be sent back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, y- you mentioned earlier that uh, that actually sparked a, a neat idea that um, you can understand why Square doesn't do the things that they do with Sanction with Signet, right? Sure. Well, uh, you know, since we're on the topic, I thought it might be interesting if uh, maybe, you know, they came up with somehow with an... Uh, this could to help promote PvP to where perhaps, uh, you know, Juno and the countries of the West are at sort of like a semi, not necessarily a full-out war, but a type of conflict with El Zahabi where players can side with e- either side and, you know, if the if the West wins over the Astral Candescence, have a massive has, has it has have a massive PvP exactly. event. Exactly. That would be that would be very cool like on the scale of a of a uh, of a besieged. That would right. be that would be right. a really I would participate in that oh, in a yeah. second. For that sure. would be great just people hacking at each other oh, yeah. at random. I mean like Wow, that's a, that's actually not a bad idea. I mean, imagine if only Square listened to the show. <laughs> I mean, it, if anyone out there from Square listens, let us know. Uh, one more thing, we'll give to you more great ideas. Sanction staff, please, please. Does it? I, it might exist. I it don't know. I, I haven't actually I scrolled either. through all the items because um, I'm just like I don't have enough for this. From the items that I've seen as a uh, private second rank, they don't have it, and for people I've talked to, they don't. But I mean, if anyone has any information about portable sanction, please let us know. That would be great. That would be phenomenal. Yes. Here was a random thought while you guys were talking about the PvP. What if it turned into a full-blown war between both um, sanctions and the Beastmen? See, I don't know. It, it, as far as as far as storyline goes, I think that Ot Ergon, uh, at least with the story that it's following right now, uh, has set itself up uh, to have some kind of war, it's been it's been said before in one of the cutscenes that there's something going on that might uh, th- that would rival the Great Crystal War. Now it should be said that there is history. If 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 you go, there's a great site out there, and I think it's in our links section. If you check out our our webpage www.limitbreakradio.com, it's called the History of Vanadil, and I think a lot of this information was actually pulled from uh, from the game and and by that I mean a lot of the cutscenes that surround uh, you know uh, anything expansion. really anything that gives any kind of history I think has been totally compiled on that website as well as any um, interviews or reports stated in the Vanadil Tribune. Oh, is that so? Yes. Okay. So, a very, I'd say, a very reliable source of of Vanadil history. And if if you want to check it out, it, we like I said, it's linked from our webpage www.limitbreakradio.com. Uh, but it's called the hist- it's called the history of Vanadil. Uh, check it out and read it. But um, it should be noted that Al Zahabi has its own history, uh, separate from uh, a lot of uh, separate from a lot of the things that have been going on in the western worlds while we've been playing that country has still existed there's just been no transport to it until Windurst opened uh, the port through Mahura Mm -hmm. so if you want to if you want to know more history I don't know if they have any of the El Zahabi stuff up there or not Uh, I I honestly don't know it's been a while since I've read it and I haven't read the whole thing there's so much information up there but definitely that's definitely a website to check out one of the uh, one of the newer features I know that it came out 
out a while ago and that you know some people have discussed it uh, some some people have become really adamant about it actually uh the link shell beta community that square enix released um which really you know and i've taken a look at it it's really cool it tracks your stats uh it tells you know it says what levels you are what missions you're on you know uh everything yeah it's got it's got all your all your player stats and it updates automatically so there's nothing really that you have to update anymore you don't have to log in or anything it already like if you've never been there it has your stuff right now right because you log in using your play online id and password Mm -hmm. and so it's all and it's all run by square enix and really what it is is it's it's like a uh a a ramped up it's like a roster of of players in vanadil yeah not only that but uh, i mean link shells get their own uh community board which is uh you know just like a version of of a lot of you know web boards that you see out there um but i think it's a really good linking device especially because there are other mmos that have guild systems that are much more advanced than the link shell system is in final fantasy Mm -hmm. and not to say that the link shell uh, itself lacked anything because you can still organize relatively well and you can you know you can schedule events obviously because you know there are so many H&M link shells out there and so much of that requires so many so much coordination and timing and you know and all of that and and now i think it's just that much easier to communicate between link shell members um and and i i, I like it i like the idea i think more could be done with it um but i mean i i do like the idea of you know it automatically updating you don't have to update anything at all uh and i like i like that square enix is putting effort into expanding the uses of a link shell mm-hmm. um i have a question for you I, I i only briefly looked at it but do they have a search type function on the community site because, I mean, when uh, I first heard of this and first checked it out, what I seen was basically a way for higher level level guilds, Sky, C, Limbus, H&M's, a, as a potential recruiting system. I mean, I mean, it's one thing to just go around Juno shouting, you know, who wants to join, but to actually go look up stats, look for what you need, and then possibly send a tell, it's a whole new way to recruit people. I think what uh, is... is I th- I think it's less a search function for individual players mm-hmm. than it is a search function for link shells because you I think it's easier for an individual player to go on there and find link shells that are recruiting than it is for a link shell to go on there and find an indiv- individual right, right. player because let's be honest there's a lot of there's a lot of H and M link shells out there and not a lot of them do recruiting a lot of them are closed and uh, you know open to friends only or people that they know reliable people which is the way that it needs to be honestly if you're in an h&m link shell you want people that that are going to be reliable that are going to show up to events because if nobody shows up then nothing can get done so uh i i think i you know and i'm not and i'm not quite sure i haven't really like a lot of it is and this is this is the one bad thing that i will say about the link the the beta the link shell beta community is that it's difficult to navigate it's difficult to tell where to go where, where to find things um and you know links seem kind of random to where they go and and you kind of get lost a little bit so i haven't really been able to you know and i have i'm not really that active i go on there and i'll check my link shell community page and and whatnot um i haven't really used it to really search out any members because i don't have any i don't have any reason to so i can't can't fully answer that but i know that you can search out link shells that are recruiting it's definitely something to check out, though, if you haven't already. Absolutely. If you're looking, I mean, if you're looking for a link shell, and or if you're just curious about the beta community, it's definitely worth uh, worth checking out, even if you don't use it to its full, fullest potential. And it's free. That's the other good thing is that Square Enix offers it as a as an extension of your account. Now, another another new thing that was uh, added with the expansion uh, with the new uh, Ergon expansion is uh, ISNMs. And uh, basically, it's you know, Imperial Standing, Notorious Monster Battles. Um, Arj, you know a little bit about it, right? Uh, a tiny bit. I know that uh, you spend however much Imperial Standing that it costs, and you can't do another one for another real-time 
hours. And and there are two. There's two caps. There's level sixty, and then there's uncapped. I think those right, uh, right. those are the only two caps. And uh, we have a couple of them pulled up here. And uh, there's three sixty caps and three seventy five caps. Uh, both are thirty minute time limits with six members. And from what I'm seeing right here, they're actually really cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, for one of them, it's uh, 2,000 IS. Another one, it's 3,000. And uh, I guess uh, what you do is you you buy a key item from your uh, Imperial officer, or the Immortals, as they're called, I suppose. And then you take it to uh, said zone and trade it to a, a Burning Circle type thing, I would assume. Yeah. And it's just like what Burning Circle Notorious Monsters would be. Sure. I, 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 I can only imagine. I haven't done one. Arge or Kahlo, have you done one? No. No. Um, uh, I, I, I've been reading up a little bit, and there's apparently one of them that uh, can be done similar to how Black Mage parties do their their uh, burn tactics with, with uh, Operation uh, KS, Desert KS Storm. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I have a question. Um, what creatures are, is it known what creatures are in these ISNMs? Yes, um there are a couple that people have done. Uh for example, there's one in the Mamulja area which it's against one uh puck type NM which uh the pucks are are like little dragons. Little dragons? Yes. So, okay, all right. Um there's another one. At least one. that's what they look like to me or or flying lizards. I'm not uh, they I mean, they don't look like the imps. Are they like the little flying fly trap type things? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they okay. look like Kind of like little like puck traps. If you've seen those too, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, another one which takes place in Hulvung, uh You have to fight against one two-faced flan, hmm. which uh, says chains magic like a trigger-happy black mage. That's always fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean they're they're basically the same thing as what you would find in a BCNM, except you know obviously people can rack up some imperial standing pretty quickly sure if you get a de- dedicated ls so uh I, I i agree and i can understand why they put in the rule to where you can only do one per person now, per day right now do we know what kind of drops drop that's actually what i, I mean uh, is it yeah is there is there any is there any indication on what kind of drops there are actually you guys are gonna like this um from the mamulja area with the puck one it says rewards were in ore Magnetic dagger and drum roll, a chocobo egg. Ooh, are chocobo eggs sellable on AH? Perhaps I don't know. I don't know if they're, uh, you know, mm-hmm. rare X or no, not. That actually begs the question: Would um, where you get the egg from determine uh? How its color, yeah, its color what, and, what it's, and its growth. Yeah, what its what its beginning stats are. That's I've heard inklings of that, but uh, it's unconfirmed. I think. Uh, all right, I got a, a, a somewhat larger list of drops from one of the ISMs called Call to Arms. Um, a little chocobo egg, little, so it's a smaller one. Which perhaps that's the type of egg they're talking about that you excavate or get dropped, then ch- trade for a regular one. Yeah. Um, it also says it in parentheses one hundred percent drop. So they, I guess, I guess eggs always drop from my uh, SNMs. Busker's Cape, uh, Mana Jammer Two, Arrow Four, Flood, Agility and Dexterity Potion, Strength post- Potion, you know, uh, Ores, Petrified Log, you know, other basic drops you would see in other types of uh, BCNMs. Well, that gives me a reason to go after some of these things. Absolutely, but I mean, you know, they're they're definitely worth it. And the fact that you can only do them once a day, I think, would uh, provide incentive that there are perhaps even even more drops. Yeah, maybe maybe even rarer drops that we don't know about mm-hmm. yet. So we'll we'll have more information if more information comes out. Um, uh, it's we're getting we're getting cl- kind of close to the to the end of the episode. I I think I think that as higher level players we've been around for quite a while. At least you know you and I, Colin, three years. We've been around for quite a while. Sale, you're newer to the game as well as Argent. You've been playing for what a year 
half a year. Half a year about, yeah. yeah and you're already 61. That's I, I still have to say that. That's, 62. Six, is it 62 now? Yes. I've been 62 since last time. Still. Oh, well, you're not important enough to remember for me anyway. So it Yeah, matter. all right. I don't care. I was one level off. Cut me a break. <laughs> it was, it, it, it's still, though. It's still very impressive. It is. Yeah, my, mm-hmm. my comment still stands. Anyway, so I think that we should give some of our earliest or fondest memories from uh, from when we first started the game. Kahlo, do you want to start us off? Absolutely. All right. This was probably, it was within the first couple weeks that I started playing, uh, me and my by far best friend in the game, uh, Akeem, he's level 75 Dragoon, best Dragoon on Odin, hands down. But we were... You know, he was level 10 warrior. I was level 10 monk. This was before subs. I mean, this was back in the day. All right, you talk about old school playing. Uh, our party in the dunes had just wiped, and we were the only two that survived into the highland zones. All right? And everyone else had, you know, got ticked off, dropped party. So we're like, what do we do now? Why don't we explore this place? This is the first time we've been in the highlands. No map. And for those of you who remember those days, I mean, no map huge zone you, you couldn't tell your way around and these things i mean you know a trip from like winders to juno now seems so short but back then these zones were huge yeah when you start the game the game just has this massive expansive oh. feel and you know to to a certain degree i know that there are zones that i haven't been in yet uh, that i'd like to visit yeah and, and you know there there are unexplored regions for me which i think you know and i look forward to going to those zones always make sure you have a map so anyway <laughs> we've been in walking around for about 10 minutes and we make our way up to the tunnel where the monument is for the crawler's nest uh, map quest and we take aggro from a gob and Akeem goes down. Mm-hmm. Now back in those days you know if a mob got on your tail there was no surviving. He would get you eventually. You usually don't get very yep, far. That was before the MPK update. Somehow I managed to stay just enough steps ahead of him to where he couldn't hit me but he chased me around for at least 15 minutes. Akeem had HP'd back to Selby and he's like I'm coming. I'm going to come find you. I'm going to help you out. You know he's like meet me at the zone i didn't know where the zone was i probably ran around mary's spawn point for who knows how long before i finally found the little the little uh, valleys that lead up to gustaberg right yeah as i'm running through those valleys a white mage pops me a cure because i'm in the red i turn around to see if the goblin's there because you know perhaps they can help me no goblin they run off i'm thinking finally it's over a couple seconds later he comes around the turn <laughs> i hop up i'm on my way again i pass a Pass a black mage. I see him cast bind and a fire spell. I'm not looking back though. I'm still running. So I end up in the Gustaberg zone, okay? Now by this time, Akeem's telling me, Where are you? Where are you? I'm lost. I don't know where I'm going. Come get me. Please save me. I'm like, All right, just find a place with a, a big, you know, something that stands out and I'll come get you. He's like, There's a Craig. That'll work. So I tell him to stay at the Craig. I zone back in. And I tell him to give me his position. So he gives me my position, his position. I give my position. This was before I even knew that you could check the map for players' positions, all right? <laughs> so I'm trying to calculate based on his position and my position which direction I have to go in, all right? <laughs> I get what I think, anyway, is halfway there. I take aggro from some quad evs. I have to go back to Gustaberg again. I get out there. I finally find my way into a big opening. I'm running around for a couple minutes. He's having a blast fighting against these the little the, the, the saplings, you know, while I'm trying sure. to find my way there. And I'm freaking out because there are, like, goblins and quadovs everywhere, it seems. <laughs> I finally find the crag. I get to him. There's much re- rejoicing and dancing. Now we need to know how to get home. <laughs> because, I mean, I mean, it's like being a lost little kid in the supermarket, okay? All you want is your mommy. <laughs> All right, so, so I ask him which direction he came from. He says he doesn't know. <laughs> we find the closest path. We follow it, hoping we're going to end up somewhere. Boom, we hit Valkram Dunes. And finally, you get your positioning back. Somewhat. All right, we know where we're going now. Yeah. So we're on our way back to Sandy. We get through the tunnel with the bats. No aggro. Thank you know, thank Altana. We get uh, we get through about halfway through the zones, and then he's like, "Crap, aggro." We, he has a gob on him now. All right, so we're running all the way to the zone. We get there just in time. Zone through Lethane. I'm in the red. He's like, "Man, I have never seen anyone get chased that long. That gob must have had a real problem." <laughs> I'm like, "All right, you know what? Just shut up. We're getting back to Ronfair. You know, safe ter- ser- safe territory." So we circle up around those mountains to where the Craig's in view, and I take aggro from a neck chopper. 
Oh, boy. Does anyone remember at that level how long of a trek it seemed to go from Ron Fair through the plateau to the dunes? I wouldn't know. I was in Bastock. Yeah, I was Bastock. So we're running, and we are running, and we take aggro from, like, three more orcs. We finally managed to get into Ron Fair. It's over. We get a tell from our other best friend, Ashra. She's like, guys, my party just dropped me in front of this uh, camp of fungars around the river, and I don't know where to go. So we go back into the plateau. We invite her to party. (laughs) She gives us the coordinates. We're trying to navigate our way to her. Long story short, we took aggro from goblins. We took aggro from orc. We took aggro from fungars. But the three of us made it back to Ronfair, set our HPs at that at the temple night or the royal night it was over wow it sounds like it was that, insane it sounds like that whole thing should have just had the benny hill music on <laughs> in the background i can see that picture in my head oh i've got a i've got a pretty decent story from when uh from when I, and it's not very long. It's not as long as yours was. I know how much you love to hear the sound of your own voice, Kahlo, but uh, I'm, I'm going to keep this one pretty short. Okay, I've been so. told I have a sexy voice. And stop it with the cheap Ooh. shots. Mr. Ego. All right. So... <laughs> Uh, this was the first the first party I was ever in. This was out in uh, South Gustaberg, and uh, I had run across a white mage who had been doing with a monk, and they invite me to party. And for a long time, uh, the white mage and I became friends, and we would we would duo all all across Vanadil, and that's how we got. I think I think I met him at level seven. We got from like level seven to twelve together uh, in the span of like two days and the monk who was with us who you know i would i would see every once in a while and i'd throw a wave up to him but his name was uh injiro and uh the reason that it's cool is that saber saber has since quit the game saber was the white mage uh and i'm and i miss him and saber if you ever hear this podcast come back man it'd be so great to see you um but yeah it Jiro ended up becoming part of Cognacetti, and when I saw him, I was like, "Wow, you know, uh, you know." And and I remarked to him when I first saw him in the in the link shell. Uh, I don't know if he was there first or if I was there. I don't remember that. That got lost in history long ago, but. Uh, when I first saw him, you know, we we had remarked to each other that yeah, you were that guy who I had my first party with, and I think it was his first party too. So uh, that was just that was a really um, that was something that's always that I've always remembered. And since uh, since I found Jiro, uh, in, you know, in Cognacetti and and become uh, such good friends with him, I think that that's even cooler. One thing I wanted to add before we move on from from my story is that uh, another the the guy that I had my very first party party with, like six people, full on XP party, taught me how to party, taught me how to be a tank. At the time, I was like a level, you know, level 12 warrior. And uh, the the first guy that I ever had as a party leader, his name was Death Eater and is now also in Cognacetti. Go Cognacetti. <laughs> well, for me, it's not quite as old as both of uh, Aniro's and Kalo's story, but it's when I was a low-level paladin. Um, I was partying in the dunes. Uh, it, the party was going pretty well, um, and a little bit late, a little bit into the party, um, there's just this incredibly hard mob that comes up, and we. It's. It seems like we're about. We're all about to die. I just keep curing myself, curing myself, and curing myself, and then I go into the red. Everybody starts trying to vote to try to get it off me. None of the warriors or anybody who's subbing warrior can get it off of me, and I was just so happy because I was like, wow, I can keep hate really well. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was just the best time for me that I've ever had before. But um, one of my favorite stories was, um, once again, a Dune story. I know we're all sick of Dune stories, but this one has to be told. This was back when um, I was just getting used to White Mage. I, w- I took so long with Black Mage that 
it it was such a chore to just switch gears and go from causing damage to removing damage. Right. And, um, well, we were doing all right. We were all at the beach. Um, and then everything's just going okay. Well, we were doing okay. And then all of a sudden, while we are fighting a goblin another one happens to wander just close enough so that it links and starts going after the mages. We've all had that. Everybody in the party panicked. Everyone's screaming, run, zone, zone, get out. And the closest place we were all to was Selvina. Thankfully, I somehow avoided enough hate where these things were not linking on to me. And keep this in note. Tanks are already going down. I think one or two have already fallen. And then there was this one other person. I cannot remember her name. But she was um, holding off these one of the goblins at least. I don't know what happened to the other one. Maybe it got weak enough to the point it died but at this point, it was no saving. And I think this was a leecher, I want to say. The one that basically casts a bunch of black magic on you. Um, and it's just hammering her with spell after spell after spell. And I see her HP dropping rapidly. And I have a, dis- I have a choice on my hands. Do I heal her, try and get the hate away from her so she can live and I can run since I have full HP? Or do I just run and let her drop? I just run and let her drop. Yeah, I would too. But but I'm an insensitive prick, so... Perfect dodge flee FTW. Yeah, this coming from the Dark Knight and the Thief, I'm kinda not surprised. But I'm actually a black mage with something called a heart. So I uh, Arjit, Arjit, as the tank, what would you do? <laughs> I would actually try to voke him off and take all the damage on myself. Tanks are supposed to die first. Yeah, tanks really don't use their brain very much, do they? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's good for you, Bright Light. Night Light. <laughs> Night Light. <laughs> Bright Light's a better one, though. But um, basically, I decided to just go for it. I have enough experience points where if I die... I won't Mm de-level, at the very, very least. And I don't know what experience point she's at. So I decide, okay, I'm just going to go balls to the wall. I'm going to try and help her. Maybe she'll live. Maybe she won't. But at least I can say I tried. Um, So I start cure-toing her, trying to catch up on the hate. I'm not getting anything from her. I don't know if she's thankful or dumbstruck as to what the heck I'm doing. And finally, I pull the hate enough off of her where I can just blink off of her and just run for it. Well, thankfully, this was the leecher. So I had... um, space to get away from it and it decided instead of getting close and attacking which it should have that it would just cast magic at me sadly the first one it casted was bind <laughs> so i'm just sitting there yeah that's look- pretty that, that that is pretty unfortunate <laughs> looking like a dumbass just sitting there going okay i'm getting hit by spells i don't have much time do i try to cure myself do i go for the unlikely rebind on it and hope that it it goes off first. I opted for option number one and started curing myself. Probably making it hate me even more. But thankfully, I just keep going and I keep going and my HP is at halfway. My MP is not looking so good. And finally, I see the coveted words, the effects of bind wore off. (laughs) Goblin Leecher now casting frost. (laughs) That about made me go, okay, I don't know if that's a really powerful spell, but I'm running because I'm free from this thing. Somehow, I make it all the way to Selvina 
And who do I meet? But the girl that I saved from that thing killing her. Nice. Excellent. That's a great story. And uh, just a quick thing as, a, as, as like a personal philosophy, it, it's not so much in the dunes because no one has rays, but I mean, there are a lot of white mages out there, even at high levels, who would rather sacrifice themselves than someone in the party. You guys have rays. If you go down, we're out of luck. Yeah, let the paladin go down. Tanks should, you know. Because he doesn't matter. You or know, she. Exactly. <laughs> the tank should know when you're in the point of no return. And at that point, tell everyone to zone, get the hate, and run in the opposite direction, giving the people well enough time to get yeah, away. Yeah, no, I, I, might be, I might be bagging on you, Arjit, but um, seriously, that's that's what tanks do. Mm-hmm. And if you're a tank out there that thinks that you're not going to die, get over it. You're gonna die. You're gonna lose XP. It's gonna happen. Stop complaining about it. Yeah, the only reason why I even chose option number one was because... I'm low level. Yeah. I don't have right. rays. Yeah. yeah. And, and in that uh, situation, sure, that was uh, that was fine. That was the right thing to do. Yeah. Since both of you lived. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That, I think that's it for uh, for us this week. Again, thank you for everyone uh, who has been supporting us, uh, giving us comments uh, and feedback. We really, really love your feedback. Now we have a section on the website in the forums that's devoted to your topic suggestions. We really want to hear from you. We want to talk about things that are important and relevant to the fans. And the easiest way to do that is to go over to our website, www.limitbreakradio.com and throw up a topic suggestion. And it, it, you know, if we, if we, deem it good enough that it will, it'll, it'll make it on the show. Not just deem it good enough, but um, that we can actually talk about. Yeah, it's more It's more really, honestly, it's about what you guys want to hear. We, if you suggest it, there's a pretty good chance that we will cover it. But that's us. Uh, that's that's it for us this week. Uh, I'm Anero. Make sure to keep listening. And I'm Kahlo. First into the battle and the first one out. I'm Sale, the first one to make sure that those mobs aren't moving. And I'm Argentlon, turning out that nightlight. (laughs) (laughs) It's still just as good as the first time. (laughs) Good night, everybody. That's it for us, Rob. Fantasy Tetramaster and Vanadilla registered trademarks of Square Enix. Square Enix and play online are trademarks of Square Enix. Limit Break and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.